right, welcome back to the Great Northeast Podcast. Today we're talking about the black bear, also called the cinnamon bear, brown bear, or the bruin. This, there's a lot to cover in here, and I'm probably going to forget some things, but I'm pretty excited about this one. This is some pretty cool things happen. Uh, I, I, well, I don't know if they, <laughs> anyway, all right, let's get right into it. Okay, so, the black bear, uh, it's pretty cool, it's, um, now this says five to eight years in the wild, and I heard it's more like 15, uh, living in the wild, and up to 30 years in, in captivity. Now their range, where, where are you going to find black bears? You're going to find them all over northeast Pennsylvania. Um, actually... The, I think Pennsylvania has the largest uh, amount of bears than of black bears than any other state. Um, I think, at least in the lower 48. I'm not sure about Alaska. But uh, actually, it's pretty interesting. Pennsylvania black bears are almost different from any other black bear in that that they se- become sexually mature earlier than anywhere else in the country they have more they have more young and um, it's just kind of amazing that <laughs> I mean that's pretty amazing and it, it's just if you look like Montana we'll say a bear becomes sexually mature at six seven years old and then we'll let's say uh, Minnesota a bear will become mature at four or five and in Pennsylvania bears become mature uh, uh, sexually mature at uh, like three or something and then they'll get average give birth to you know three or they'll, they'll give extra they'll give birth to extra uh, cubs um, and the reason for that is people think it's just there's better habitat in Pennsylvania for a black bear and it, it, that's just just with the amount of habitat they have they they can breed more readily and have more uh, more offspring and I guess once they get to a certain point they will kind of level out but still pretty fascinating that that is uh, Pennsylvania has that distinct difference um, in the black bears compared to the rest of the country also side note apparently uh, Teddy Roosevelt uh, got a bear a a baby cub black bear and uh, and that's where the teddy bear came from. It came from Teddy Roosevelt, which I did not know, which is pretty cool. Um, okay, so the black bear can have uh, various different colorations. I think in Pennsylvania it's mainly black, but there are, I've heard some people talk about there's some cinnamon bears and brown ones. So the, they range everywhere. There's a, I guess there's even like a white, a white section of them in British Columbia, uh, but uh, they can range anywhere from like a light brown to a black to a dark brown, and like I said, all the way to white sometimes, which is pretty interesting. Um, so currently in Pennsylvania, there are. I think it was 17,000 or around that number of black bears. 
which I guess is less than they thought. I think last year they thought there was about 20,000. But this year, I guess their math figured out that there's only about 16,000, 17,000 uh, black bears in, America, in, in Pennsylvania. Comparatively, this, the, this older book, which I think was like in the 80s, uh, there was only 7,000 estimated at the time, which is, I mean, that's a 10,000 jump in 40 years, which is pretty cool. Uh, but as we know, black bears, they are omnivores. They eat pretty much anything, um, including your trash. <laughs> so I have a friend who has been plagued by a ginormous black bear for years now, and uh, he's lost lots of sleep over it, uh, and he wishes it would just go away. <laughs> and he's probably listening to this. <laughs> The, uh, for such a large mammal, the black bear seems to spend an inordinate amount of time eating small items, plants, uh, plant foods, fruits, nuts, acorns, berries, seeds, and roots, and may ma uh, they may make up to 75% of its diet. Wow, I did not realize that it, was that it ate that much plant matter. In many areas... Carrion also provides a major portion of the bear's food. Uh, carrion is dead meat. Uh, it also will eat small mammals, birds, uh, birds' eggs, frogs, fish, and adult larval insects such as ants, bees, grasshoppers, crickets, beetles. Um, and if you've ever, a lot of times I'll see you see uh, a tree that's pretty dead in the woods and it'll kind of be ripped apart and you'll see all the pieces all over the ground that could be a from maybe a woodpecker going in there to try and find grubs or other birds or whatever but a lot of times it's from bears opening it up to find those grubs to eat which is pretty cool so when you're on a walk and you see one of those really dead trees look to see if there's a bunch of things all over the ground and then go see if you can find claw marks in the tree So black bears, well, well, if you look at what they eat, human garbage and all that nastiness, they tend to have a lot of uh, parasites, uh, including, you know, well, externally, fleas, ticks, lice, mites, uh, uh, and mites, uh, and their internal parasites would be tapeworms, flukes, roundworms, spidey-headed worms, uh, several protozoans, uh, the nematode, the trichinella spirosis, <laughs> oh my gosh, is also prevalent. Uh, so, oh, okay, so the trichinella spiralis, which I guess means you got to make sure you cook your black bear meat very, very well uh, in order to avoid contracting trichinosis, which I'm guessing is something to do with your brain. Um, <laughs> so... I am not sure what trichinosis is. So black bears are obviously primarily nocturnal, um, but you will see them wandering around in the daylight. There's a hike that I go on all the time, and I think there's only been once or twice in the dozens of times I've gone on that hike that I've not seen a black bear, and I usually go during the day. <laughs> so, uh, especially in the winter, <clears throat> on the warmer days in winter, because uh, they're not true hibernators, the hibernators they don't go straight through winter. They uh, they'll actually get up if the weather's nicer and kind of walk around and look for food, 
um, and then they'll go back to bed. Um, so they don't street sleep straight through the winter. Um, but, uh, anyway, so you'll get to see them, you'll see them during the day, but they're most active at night. Um, so they also, <laughs> they use these well-worn trails and they kind of make their rounds, hence why they'll, they're at your garbage every week, uh, cause they know Tuesday's garbage night. Uh, <laughs> so... So, um, they have bare trees along, or sorry, they have places where they scratch themselves, uh, and kind of, you know, get their itch out, and then you, so, I don't know what they're, I guess they're called rub trees for bears, and you can go and find these trees, and you'll see, you know, clumps of hair, for clumps of black hair in the, in the trunk, and stuff like that, and that's just so, you know, they just kind of rub away that loose hairs they're shedding and so they'll probably be doing a lot of that now that it's getting warmer outside so another thing that they do and it's not quite understood as to why they do it is the well this is what they call bear trees where there's where there'll be tooth marks or claw marks as you know as tall as the bears high all over the tree and whether that's to say this is my territory or you know you know, like maybe, I'm not sure if their claws are ever growing, but if their claws keep growing, maybe to keep their claws from curling over too much. Um, but on the note of claws, uh, they have uh, the great ability to climb. Black bears are the bears you don't want to go after you. Grizzly bears, they can you can fake dead. Apparently they can't climb trees. But black bears, if they're attacking you, you're more than likely, unfortunately, going to die. <laughs> because A, they can climb trees, and B, they don't give a crap if you're faking dead. Um, there's some horrible stories uh, of black bears eating people, or not eating people, but killing people. Uh, whether they're in the bear's territory and the bear's like, yo, get out of here, it's mating season and the, and the, the male bears are super territorial, fighting off everything in its way. Uh, or you just get too close to the cubs. Either of those, you know, they can trigger a bear and if a black bear wants to kill you, it's going to kill you. And that's pretty much the unfortunate thing about it. But, luckily, it rarely happens. So, you don't really have to worry. <laughs> But they can climb, and like uh, we talked about in the American Beach episode, you'll see a lot of times their claw marks going up the tree, uh, and you can see their, you know, uh, it's not just the American Beach where you can see it on, but you can, see, the American Beach is the easiest one to identify that those are, those are bear claw marks. Um... So, it uh, employs its hind feet first by bringing them forward beneath the belly and then extending them backwards, the forefeet aiding grabbing the trunk um, during the climb. The bear descends the tree butt first. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, like humans, the bear walks with a flat-footed stance. Its gait is usually slow and, and lumbering. If provoked or frightened, it may break into a rolling gallop, reaching speeds up to 30 miles an hour for short distances. So if you can run 31 miles an hour for longer distances, then you're good. Or just run faster than the person you're with. 
So I hope I need to get fatter friends. I'll tell you that. Because I am not very fast. <laughs> oh my god, that's so stupid. Okay, so... <laughs> I still can't get over what, what, how stupid that was. Um, so they're very good swimmers. They're not afraid to ford rivers or swim across lakes, I guess. Um, very solitary. A mild-tempered. Uh, if you surprise them in the wild they might get up on their two feet and look down at you and see what's uh, see what's up try and figure out what's going on this is also kind of interesting uh, the bear may admit a wolf they're usually quiet they may admit a wolf like a wolf or a snort if surprised and an injured bear is known to cry or sob like a human Wow, that's kind of creepy. And cubs whimper or squall if frightened or hungry. And I feel like that's more of a thing that you'll hear. I've heard that. I've heard cubs make a bunch of racket. I've not ever heard a bear make any racket. I've seen plenty of them, but I haven't heard any of them make a racket. Besides just barreling through the woods. So they are nearsighted, apparently. Uh, they have an amazing sense of smell and a really good sense of hearing. So like I said earlier, they're not a true hibernator like woodchucks, uh, I think chipmunks. Uh, maybe, I could, maybe I could be wrong about chipmunks. Uh, I think I am wrong about chipmunks. But I know that mice and some bats, jumping mice and some bats, are for sure true hibernators where they lo significantly lower their body temperature and their heart rate and they go into a deep sleep and they do not wake up throughout the entirety of winter uh, where with the with the bear it spends uh, the winter in a deep sleep <clears throat> uh, in which uh, their heart rate and their body temperature they're only slightly reduced um, during uh, autumn, the bears will heavily eat and then get a massive layer of fat on, under their skin. If you've ever skinned a bear, you know how fatty they are. And they can measure up to four inches thick of fat. Wow. Uh, it doesn't, it not only does that provide them uh, with insulation and nourishment, but also it sustains developing the newborn young, which grow very rapidly and are born in January which is kind of crazy so there are fresh new cubs out there right now so they breed in midsummer like July or June and July and I think it's not till November where the female uh, allows the sp so it's delayed implantation like in the fisher cat and the weasel like we talked about so it's delayed implantation, and the female lets the sperm and the egg, or whether it's already in the blastula stage, which is the very beginning of an embryo or whatever they call it. I'm, I, it's hard for me to remember all these things. But they, uh, basically everything starts happening in November. and uh, So that's why all bears give birth at the same time in January. No matter whether they mated in the 1st of June or they mated in July 
thirtieth. You know, they they always give birth at the same time. So um, that's kind of cool. So they give birth in January, like I already said. Uh, the young are altricial. I really hope I'm. Again, I'm doubting whether I'm right on what altricial or precocial is. Uh, oh my gosh! All right, give me a minute. <laughs> okay, so I'm right. It's it's altricial, not precocial. Precocial is born in an advanced state of development. And so, these, the black bear's cubs are not. So the the cubs are born blind, toothless, and covered with short, fine hairs, uh, that uh, seem to inadequate inadequately cover their pink skin. And so the nubs, the the nubs, <laughs> the cubs, <laughs> begin nursing immediately after birth, and are groomed and cared for daily by the sow. Uh, the sow being the female. Um, so, nurtured by the rich milk, I grow from as light as 10 ounces at birth to as much as 10, ta 10 pounds by the time they leave in early April. So, in two months, they grow to 10 times, 200 times their body, body weight from when they were born in only two months, no, three months, four months, mid-January, uh, February... March. Yeah, so three months, four months time. So most of the cubs will stay with the bear for, or with the mom for a year. And then when, so the cub, so if a sow breeds and gives birth, then usually the next year she won't breed again. I think that's right. Um,. Uh, adult males will occasionally kill the cubs uh, because they they want to get some get in on the action, I guess. <laughs> so the family group will disband after the time when the cubs the cub leaves about a year and a half old. Um, when the cub and about a year and a half old, the cubs will disband from the sow and she will breed again. So about, like I said, two years. There's a, a space between, there's a year space between uh, breeding. Wow, that took a lot of effort. I don't know why it did, but it did. <laughs> also, forgot to mention, bear adult bears will weigh anywhere from 200 to 600 pounds. And I think I think the Pennsylvania Game Commission just caught a whopper. Um, I got a talk. I went to a bear talk. And they talked about catching a monster of a bear. Trapping one. Um, and I forget the weight, but it was very large. I think it was over 500. Um, anyway, so where do bears den? You think of a bear den, you think of like a hole in the side of a mountain that bears grow uh, go. But where will they hibernate? You know, that's it's not, they don't actually do that. So bears, a bear den could literally be just an indent in the ground that the bear feels like laying in. And they will, you know, there'll be a snowstorm and they will just lay there and sleep. Uh, you know, anywhere from hollow in logs, big old tree, big old hollow trees, 
uh, like an actual bear den like you're thinking of, but anywhere. They just, I mean, it could be out in the open, and that's where the that's where they'll stay. So they're not very picky as to where they uh, they sleep for the winter. Um, but anyway, uh, I think I covered everything that I was thinking about. Uh, I I guarantee I'm going to regret something. I'm going to remember some things after this, and I'm going to regret not saying them. But as far as I know, that's pretty much all I thought of. Um, but thank you for listening. This is David with the Great Northeast Podcast, and I'll talk to you on the next one. All right. Adios.